everybody. Welcome to another Park Report podcast interview. My guests today are from the band Novena, who have a brand new album on its way on March 6th called 11th Hour. I'm pleased to welcome Ross Jennings and Harrison White. Hey, good to hear from you. You too. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay, man. Hello. Okay, nice to meet you, man. How are you guys? Pretty good, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. Very good. Uh, so... Um, before we get started, I, I gotta tell you, man, this album is crazy good. Like, I, I mean, well, we'll get into it, but nice, nice work. Man, that means a lot, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's really it's, kind. It's a, it's a monster record. Um, so, all right. So with me is, uh, Ross Jennings, who you all know from the Park Report, of course, from Haken. And, uh, but now we're here talking with, him and Harrison White, who's also with us, about their new album, 11th Hour, with their band, Novena. Am I saying that right? Is it Novena? That's no, what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we say Novena. Sometimes I say Novena. Sometimes I just say Six Idiots from London, but, you know. It <laughs> Well, I I don't know the origin of the name, actually, which is, which is something I'm curious about. So what does it mean? Where did it come from? Why that? Harrison, take this one. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the band started uh, with myself, bass player Moat, um, and then soon after Cameron and Dan. And uh, we were quite young when the sort of original inception of the band started. And we didn't really know what to call it. And uh, I can't remember exactly where I saw the word. It might it might have been when I was traveling because Novena is actually a, a type of prayer as a cycle of prayer that lasts nine days nine days in catholicism it's also the spanish word for ninth um i think it has a few other meanings too so it's it's um th- those meanings don't really have a connection to our interpretation of it i think we just really like the sound of the word and uh it's had quite a cool aesthetic so it's just something that we we decided on quite early and, and stuck to it no it works i mean it, it sort of fits the vibe of whatever the band is and and that's another question which is what is this band because i was a fan of the uh ep secondary genesis a couple years old by now um mm-hmm. the three song ep that you guys put out and that was a very crazy collection of stuff also a little bit i want to say sort of on the heavier side right that's fair i think Sure. Um, and, uh, but now you got this, this album, which comes out, uh, a little over a month, March 6th called 11th hour. And this thing is a little bit of what the EP was, but so much more, so many more, uh, styles, approaches to, to songwriting. Um, I mean, it is ev- everything that an album could be music wise. I mean, wh- so how do you even define what, what, what you have going on right now? Uh, do you want to take a bit of this one, Ross? <laughs> well, that secondary Genesis stuff was gestating for some time, wasn't it? I mean, before I was even yeah. a part of things. That goes way back, right? Yeah, I mean, it's um, <clears throat> we sort of started writing that one when I was about 18, um, possibly even younger, and, and finished it soon after. And uh, we're sitting on it for quite a while. So I, I guess we were still somewhat quite early in our song, songwriting careers, hadn't maybe gotten the hang of it yet so it's quite experimental and uh we just wanted to sort of take all the different musics that we enjoyed and throw them together and see what happened and then uh there was such a long time between that and getting everything ready for this one that i think all of those 
ideas that we'd been playing around with. Maybe we sort of found things that we liked and honed in on them a bit. And, you know, we got sort of membership. Our membership is comprised of a lot of talented guys and guys that come from different backgrounds. So I think we naturally kind of found the bits that we all enjoy and just tried to, to milk them for all they're worth, you know? Yeah, once that band was established properly after the EP, um, what I liked about working on this record was that um, we all had a bit more involvement in um, you know contributing ideas. Mm. That that was great um, for me as a lyricist, a vocalist. You know, being able to inject that. Whereas with the EP, I mean, I was kind of a hired gun in a in a sense for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more of our own personal touches on across the record. Yeah. Mm. And I think that, sorry, Don. I was just say, I, th- I think that um, with the sort of skill set that we've got in the band, like when when I came to sort of start writing the songs, it would have been, you know, a complete failure on my part if we didn't have all of those inputs from everyone. So, you know, like Ross and Gareth as two exceptional vocalists with exceptional ideas and very unique styles, There's there's no way that their influence couldn't have made this just so much richer, you know. So I'm really glad that those guys have have had their influence and and, and shaped it and changed it as well. So Harrison, what's uh, what's your background musically? You're the guitarist and keyboardist for the band. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So how did you get started in and you know writing and and getting into this type of music? Um, it's a good question. I can't really pinpoint sort of where it happened i know that when i was young um i had a couple of piano lessons and didn't really like it very much and then (laughs) picked up a guitar when i was in my teens and absolutely loved it and uh i remember idolizing my cousin who uh, is a few years older than me and he he had learned to play like a couple of status quo songs and some led zeppelin songs or something when we were about 13 and i thought it was just about the coolest thing in the world so I think it's down to that that I, I got into the heavy music and then Mo and I, bassist, um, we we sort of met when we were quite young and I think we just we we nerded out on the music. We just we both started playing music early and so we were both looking for really interesting music, really challenging music to try and one up each other and also to sort of just have something to talk about and enjoy and it sort of came from there. But then when I was uh, sort of in my late teens or, or mid-teens, I sort of got really into the academic side of music and the, and uh, I started working in the theatre. And that's where my love for, for storytelling and, and like the real art of kind of songwriting came about. So I think I got a sense of drama from working in the theatre and I think that's really kind of helped with the storytelling aspect of, this, of these big concepts and stuff, you know. So it's it's all just a product of that, I guess, being, being a... A little grunge when I was younger, and then accidentally being thrown into a big boy job, which I'm completely unprepared for. Uh, Ross, how'd you get hooked up with these guys? I met um, Harrison and Moat probably back in 2012. Um, their um, original band, Bleeding Oath, supported actually supported Haken. Um, we did like a show where we played Visions in Fall at the Borderline in London. Yeah, I remember that one. I think that was the first time we met, right? It must have um, been. I, I, could, I think so, yeah. Maybe we met as like as you know, when you were Haken fans before that. But um but yeah, that was the first time we properly connected and um yeah, so those guys opened for us and I guess we kinda kept in touch uh, since then. You know, we our mm. paths across at least and then 
Um, later on, Harrison reached out to me asking if I'd be interested in this project, um, which I considered for a while. I didn't jump in it straight away, but once I started hearing demos, um, I could really hear the potential of this, this, this music. And, and uh, yeah, 2016, I agreed to get on board. So that's, the rest is kind of history and present. So there's a little bit of um, uh, Haken kind of influence or similarity in the music a little bit. And maybe that's just because your voice is so recognizable. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure. But is it hard for you to distinguish between the two bands when you're working on one or the other? Or it's, it's uh, you know, very yeah, easy for you? Definitely something that I've had on my mind um, when... Um, going about this work because yeah I need for me I needed there to be distinct differences with with the two projects and um, having it as a, a dual vocalist concept is, is one of the things so we've got a fair amount of um, like death metal screaming vocals um, throughout the record um, but I get that there's similarities, and I just feel like with Novena, we've taken some of those the quirkier natures of Haken to, to an even more of an extreme, you know? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's, that's the thing with this record. It's, it's you know, if anybody finally gets to listen to it, because you guys have released a couple of tracks from it so far. That's right. Uh, yeah. uh, Disconnected and uh, Indestructible. Mm -hmm. And... I would really venture to say that for anybody that's listened to those songs and thinks they have any idea of what the album is like, <laughs> it's, you're not even close. So. <laughs> We've certainly been caught, like, with the introduction. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> right. So, I mean, but yeah, it's definitely um, something that drew me to the project um, was that it kind of carried the spirit of how it was in the beginning for Haken. Um, so, yeah, people will hear that as, um, when they hear the record for sure. Yeah, if there's a similarity to Haken, it's early Haken, Aquarius, and that that era, era I, I think more than yeah. more than what you guys are currently doing. So, so that's got to be fun for you to go back to to a little bit of that with the you know growl vocals and things that you guys used to do. But, um, so where do do all the crazy sort of ideas come from when you're writing this stuff? So, well, actually, let me backtrack before I get to that. So, is this a concept album because it feels like it? And am I right in that? And what is it about then? Uh, yes, it is a concept album. Um, it's not necessarily a linear single chronological story. Um, however, there are a number of stories all relating to the same idea, which are kind of intertwined. Um, so without giving too much away, the, the way I kind of describe it is that the the album 11th hour is kind of exploring uh the sort of twilight zone between life and death and um, that sounds a bit more airy fairy than i than i mean it to be but i think what it really is it's about looking at how we enter the last chapters of our lives and what those experiences are life so are like so many of these stories are based on true accounts of of people close to us um and some of them are highly fictionalized um, and some of them interlink and you'll find characters that are sort of dancing throughout the songs, etc. Um, but yeah, stylistically, the, the, the various elements are really to serve the songs as best as I can and as best as we have in the skills 
of our membership. So you, you'll find some quirky things. But one of the songs, for example, has a kind of Cuban section, um, which is a hell of a lot of fun to play live. <laughs> and uh, the reason for that being is that that particular song is set in uh, in, in Cuba. And uh, it's, it's all, I think, just about trying to take this huge palette of sounds that exist in the world and just trying to have fun with them and, and keep them lighthearted, but also see if we can craft them into the storytelling in, in, in the most relevant way possible. Yeah, I mean, that song in particular is, is, is just brilliant. I mean, the whole middle section with the hand clapping and then, and then you got the female singer and the whole thing going on and, and the flamenco guitars or whatever else. It's, it's really, really cool, followed right after that by one of the heaviest songs in the album. So you get this real <laughs> diversity in there. Um, and then spoiler alerts there, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I, I don't want to give too much away about the last song, but mm. that that's just crazy and incredible. Um, and uh, it's, it's that's almost a, a, a sort of a movie in itself. That song, um, mm -hmm. is, is that part of the story there? The big grand finale of is there like there sort of seems to be like a character in the, in that song. Is that, is that the main character that's in, in the album throughout? I mean, or, or am I reading too much into this? Uh, so there are, there are separate characters that are sort of um, at play throughout the album. But the one thing that has sort of been uh, continuous throughout is that a lot of these stories, are inspired by real world events so I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail in as to what it is about specifically because uh, i'd love for people to sort of digest that and take away what what they can from it first um but uh, there's there's definitely a, a sense of closure that comes with that one and um a sense of catharsis hopefully um because it really is about struggle um both internal and external and um Although it, 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 it may or may not be a sort of linear progression from earlier songs, it certainly en encapsulates some of the themes that are touched on earlier on and I think is perhaps the most grandiose uh, sort of version of all of those things that we encounter earlier on. Um, but I, I'd love for people to, to sort of have, have a go and see, see what they get from it. Yeah, I think this is an album that... Um... You know, when I was first sitting with it, I, I listened to just maybe the first half of the album and was trying to absorb that because it is a long record. Uh, and uh, I, I, I was really enjoying the first half and trying to, to learn those songs. And I hadn't even gotten to the second half of the album. But then I actually had an opportunity to listen to the whole thing from beginning to end. I said, let me just do it. Let me get to the rest. And I'm so happy I did because the second half is really, I mean... Stick, stick with this album because it the, the, there's a payoff at the end it's tremendous um, <laughs> and and it's it, it's a real diverse album i mean i think you guys really had did something good here it's not it is not what i expected after i heard the first single disconnected at all I, yeah. it was very funny because i thought disconnected was funny because very cool song very kind of poppy you know commercial for as, as far as what you guys could do if you want to call it commercial mm -hmm. and uh uh, and so you, you, when you hear that and then you hear the rest of the album, the song fits very much, but it is not at all what the rest of the album is like. So I think everybody that is a fan of, uh, uh, of 
progr- you know, prog metal or Haken or, or all those kind of bands, what you guys are known for, will will just love this thing. Um, what is the long term for the band? I mean, you just signed this deal with Frontiers to put this album out. Is it sort of, you know, you want to try and play some shows? You want to, you know, start writing for a second record in, in a year or two? What's the long term plan? Yeah, we're... Um lucky enough to be signed to frontiers um they've given us a, a deal for a few albums so um there'll be there'll definitely be more music to come for sure we want to grow the band organically you know um so there's no doubt we'll be starting um our grassroots with small shows and, and building our way up but um i i feel there's longevity longevity rather in um in, in this band for sure yeah um, for me, it's going to be about balancing my my main job <laughs> and um, being able to to work this this into my schedule as well. So that that's going to be tricky, but yeah, I definitely feel like there's a future for Novena. Uh, how far is everybody that's in the band? Are you guys all you know in different countries? Is it is getting together sort of a challenge? No, we're we're all UK based, um, okay. which is which is really cool. Um, for me, it's just like two hours drive to meet everyone, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, so far it hasn't been a problem uh, meeting up. Uh, I I can't let you be on here with, and not ask you a little bit about Haken, what's going on. Uh, sure. You know, you guys are you know probably finishing up a new album. I, I'm assuming. Uh, any anything you can tell? Are you guys working on something? Is it almost done? Are you planning any shows? What's what's sort of happening that you can share anyway? Obviously, um, the immediate future, we've got the second leg of the Empath tour supporting Devon Townsend uh, in the USA. So that's um, a primary focus. We have Cruise to the Edge coming up as well, which and we're planning some special uh, set lists around those shows. Um, beyond that, I'm supposed to remain tight-lipped, but um, no doubt there'll be some material um, on the way. Uh, just watch this space. Uh, very cool. And... Uh... Yeah, and I did want to mention uh, the U.S. shows you got with Devin coming up next month. You guys will be in our area with a big tour. How was the uh, the you know the first run of shows you did over in Europe? I got to dress up as Ziltoid and uh, join the band for one song, which was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was probably the highlight for me. Um, now for, for Haken, it was it was amazing to um, be part of that. Um, we've got to a point now where we need to do the kind of shows that. Um, that build the audience even further than what we already have. Uh, so playing in front of new faces is, um, was you know, paramount for us right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it was a great run playing to big audiences. Yeah, I'm sure that audience loved you guys. It has to be a fit, a good fit, I think, the, the Devon fans and what you guys do for sure. Yeah, it seemed to go down really well. And um, and then, of course, Diego in, in the actual Devon Townsend band um, can only benefit us in some ways, but yeah, seeing him do that stuff every night as well has been amazing. Very cool, um, uh, Harrison. What else is going on with uh, with you? I mean, are you also in in six bands like everybody else nowadays, or what? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I I'm keeping busy. I uh, so as I mentioned earlier, I work in theatre and musical theatre, so I. I'm often sort of out on tour with a show. Um, I Most of what I do is either writing or composing shows, and I occasionally direct them. So I've got a few little projects that I've just finished, a couple more coming this year. 
Um, but uh, a lot of my focus has switched to the band this year with the, the new uh, record signing and whatnot. So I've, I've actually been taking on a little bit less work to try and keep myself free for this. But uh, yeah, I'm doing that. that. That's mainly around the UK and especially in London. So uh, it doesn't mean I uh, get to travel away from home too much, but uh, I love it and it keeps me creative. I get to keep writing and uh, hopefully flexing those muscles in the theatre helps me do what I do here too. So it's all good fun. I feel blessed to be able to work in that sort of an industry. Very, uh, yeah, that, you know what I could, now that you mentioned that, that that's sort of what you do as well, that I could hear that influence in, in the album. Mm. And, uh, and I think that that actually fits. Uh, so again, uh, Novena, 11th Hour comes out March 6th. There's a couple of singles out now you can check out online everywhere. Um, I think this album is going to really blow people away. I think it's amazing. So congrats, guys. And uh, so Ross, we'll see you here in the U.S. soon and on Cruise to the yeah. Edge again every year on Cruise to the Edge. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, wish you guys all the best, man. Good luck with everything. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you so much, mate. It's a pleasure to talk to you. All right, guys. All right, I'll talk to you later. Cool. Thanks, Matty. Yeah, man. Thanks, Bye. Thanks to Ross and Harrison for the interview. Don't forget, 11th Hour comes out on March 6th from Novena. We're going to check out a song from it now called Disconnected. For upcoming news and interviews, please check out The Prog Report on Facebook, at The Prog Report on Twitter and Instagram, or download the podcast on all our podcast networks and on YouTube. Thank you.